This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. 94 WIP in Philly with the highlights. Eagles beating Washington yesterday. Philly 7-1 on the season. And guys, we saw a little bit of an evolution of the tush push. We saw a fumble on it, and we saw a handoff off of it. Were you surprised, CC, at all that the Eagles actually used that in a game like that in the regular season versus saving maybe the handoff off of it for later in the season or the postseason? No, they need everything they got against the Washington Commanders. That That's one of the few teams in Philadelphia that doesn't like seeing the Commanders on their schedule because Washington always plays them tough. Remember, the Eagles were undefeated up until they played the Commanders at the link last year. Earlier this season, a few weeks ago, they won in an overtime game by three points against the Commanders. So we know that it's going to be a closely contested ball game. Might not have been that close if the Eagles didn't fumble on on the goal line on the brotherly shove in the first half. But it's a situation where they pulled it out when they needed. So I have no problem with Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson using that under those circumstances. The team they play yesterday, Washington, the Commanders, that is a team that people are circling as a potential trade option with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, two defensive linemen, former first-round picks that both are on expiring deals. When you guys look at Washington, do you think they could be one of the most active teams around the deadline tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern? Well, I think they are going to have to look with eyes toward the future right now, not only when it comes to their coaching staff, but also their personnel, right? Everybody's speculating that if things go left in Washington, Ron Rivera is going to lose his job because they have a brand new owner in Josh Harris. Magic Johnson's a part of that ownership group as well. When you have people that are in ownership positions criticize the team publicly, then that's going to put an extra degree of scrutiny on the product that's on the field week in and week out. And I think that this was a more spirited effort from the commanders. But the question you got to be asking yourselves is, why couldn't we play like this last week against the New York Giants? Yeah. Why couldn't our offense score like this last week when it actually would have done us some good and got us a win? That inconsistency from week to week is going to make it hard to buy into the program that Ron Rivera uh, has built over the years there. And so I think they're going to – Look with eyes toward the future, and that means selling off pieces that could be attractive for other clubs. If they do go that route and they do start selling off pieces, are we ready to say that we think that Ron Rivera's tenure is going to be short? Oh, it's done. Yeah, it's yeah. Done. you think it's done? It's done. I think it's the done. question now becomes, is Eric Bieniemy the guy or not? I think that's the gray area with them. Like, we're not sure if he's the guy. It, it, I, I agree. New ownership, there's no way that they're going to keep Ron Rivera past this year with the way that this team has performed. Now, Adam Schefter yesterday, of course, senior NFL insider, was on Sunday Countdown and gave an update on the Titans and what they potentially could do by Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern with the trade deadline. Here's the clue and the dead giveaway. You know if Derrick Henry will be traded by tomorrow because that contract, which has about $6 million left, has to be reworked by 4 o'clock Eastern on Monday before the trade done. So if that contract gets reworked tomorrow, then he could get traded. If it doesn't get reworked, he's not getting traded. So here's where they're in a very tricky spot. That's the team prior to Washington that we last week circled as the no-man's-land team with star veteran players that other teams would want. Smalls has thrown out there the idea of Derrick Henry to the Ravens. CC has thrown out there the idea of Derrick Henry to the Cowboys. I've thrown out there the idea of Derrick Henry to Buffalo. DeAndre Hopkins has been a name that we have brought up as well. Will Levis comes in yesterday, starts, has four touchdown passes in his debut, 
three of them to DeAndre Hopkins. We now have the deadline, so to speak, before the deadline for Henry relative to the reworking in order to trade. All reports, CC, are that they are not going to make moves. I don't know how this works in terms of recency bias. They sit there and say, why would we make moves when we just saw that yesterday? Or do they step back and say, we're not very good. Yesterday doesn't matter. Well, I I think it it gives you an opportunity, if you're Tennessee, to figure out what Will Levis is. I think them getting more information about Will Levis matters, and that could be worth hanging on to Derrick Henry in comparison to what another team would be willing to offer you because Derrick Henry is an expiring contract. Whatever team trading for him is probably going to be a rental. The the Tennessee Titans would get a third-round compensatory pick in 2025 if they do nothing. So is somebody going to offer them something significant enough in the way of a Derrick Henry rental to justify Mike Vrabel and company moving off of Henry and potentially stifling Will Levis in in what he could actually be in his rookie season in the remaining starts. I, I don't know that it would be worth it in terms of the draft pick you would get in return because ultimately what you're trying to do is get enough data points on Will Levis to determine if he's the guy or if you need to look toward the draft in 2024. Yeah, you have to determine which one's more valuable. You learning about a guy that could potentially be your quarterback moving forward or getting some sort of capital and moving on from these guys. And it you can't really win in the NFL unless you have a franchise quarterback. So to me, I would rather keep the full complement of weapons around him and really know what I have in this guy, or at least have a bigger sample size and what I have and will love is moving forward. I can think we, that, that's can, a more valuable decision. Completely agree. Can we keep the jerseys too? Can we keep the They're jerseys too? Can we keep the jerseys so too? It's, it's a tragedy we that we don't see too? these jerseys every week. It is a tragedy. These are amazing. Would you wear Sonic's jerseys? If, would you want the, the Thunder to wear Sonic's jerseys? No. Same kind of thing, right? Different, but it's it's kind of the team, but a different city. It feels weird, right? The Sonic jerseys on their best day ain't as dope as those Oilers jerseys, though. Well, <laughs> I, I, Sonic I, I, I know. No, no, but no. these no, are no. amazing. I want to go back to something you said, because I think that what you said is brilliant in the way in which you look at it. What you're saying is, if you want to look at Will Levis, you can't actually look at him if you take Derrick Henry and D-Hop away. So if you actually want that look at, uh, at Will Levis, stop thinking about the future. Think about the current, that that is your future, because the moment you remove those two, you actually won't get the look at him. Well, here's the other part, too. You want Will Levis to develop in terms of his football acumen, but also his confidence. So it gets to the point that if he doesn't have weapons like Derrick Henry or like DeAndre Hopkins, he can make the guys that are out there play at a high level and be productive. Like, that's that's the point that you, you want your quarterback to graduate to that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to jump into the league and automatically be a force multiplier. You have to grow into that. And usually it takes having the good supporting cast around you in order to elevate. Having a running back that can dictate front and coverage like Derrick Henry can – Helps Will Levis in terms of diagnosing the defense pre-snap, knowing where he wants to go with the football, getting the offense in the right place, all of those things. It helps when you have a safety blanket like DeAndre Hopkins. So I I would hesitate to move off of any of those pieces because I think that could that can help expedite the timeline in which I can turn the team over to Will Levis and he can be our identity moving forward. Because right now the identity has been Derrick Henry in defense. If the Titans want to compete at a championship level, eventually the identity is going to have to be the quarterback. And right now, Will Levis is the best hope they have of that. You've completely changed my mind on this. Like, literally, I would have. I came on the air today thinking, trade Derrick Henry, trade D-Hop, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know if Will Levis is good. I, he's not going to be four touchdowns every game. Nobody, Mahomes is not that. Yeah. We saw yesterday. You have completely changed my mind. I now don't think they should do that. Here's what I do think they should do. 
figure out a way of reworking a contract on, an, in essence, an expiring deal with Ryan Tannehill and trade him to Minnesota. That's what they should do. Both team, they should say Ryan Tannehill should be called in Mike Vrabel's office today. Thank you for everything. He's the guy the rest of the season. We're going to give it a go. We're going to see what he got. Barring injury, he's the guy. Now, Minnesota has their situation. I'm calling over there. Would you like me to call on your behalf? But in order for that to happen, we have to turn $10 into $7. You interested? That's the conversation that I think should be had in Tennessee today instead of the Derrick Henry D-Hop one. Not a bad conversation because you're not adding any extra money for future years if you're Minnesota. So it makes all the sense in the world to add a Ryan Tannehill on an expiring deal, knowing that he's probably not going to be the guy. Now the question you have to ask in Tennessee is, are you okay with Malik Willis being your backup quarterback? I can deal with that. Yeah, I can I can deal with that for, for the right for the right price for Ryan Tannehill. I'm more okay yeah. with Malik Willis being my backup than him. Ryan Tannehill is my starter. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, Ryan Tannehill is not getting that job right. back anymore. Yeah, right. that's not going to happen. Right. So if that's the decision, then they should not make that move. Then we should come on the air tomorrow and rip them if they trade either of those two pieces because it's a brilliant point by CC. You are not giving Levis a fair shake if he doesn't have those other guys yeah. around him. So who's the division leader right now today that absolutely has to make a move? Is the division le- leader that oh. has to make a move. That's so the division leaders in the AFC, Miami, Atlanta. Baltimore, Jacksonville, Kansas City, in the NFC, Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, Seattle. Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlanta would be the one. If they want to actually be the division leader, like for the rest of the season. Well, you know what? I'll say it this way. One of the NFC South teams doing anything of significance to put themselves over the top. It's funny because when you said that, I didn't even consider them because someone's going to win the division, but I don't really see them as contenders. I agree. So I don't feel like, like okay. I said going the, back to Baltimore. I, I think the move that needed to be made by Atlanta was actually made in the second half by Taylor Heineke yeah. and not Desmond Ritter being the quarterback. As long as they roll with Taylor Heineke, they'll win the division. Coming up, by the way. Our phone tag, our ESPN phone tag, continues. Joe Buck is scheduled to join us next. But first, CeCe has this from O. O'Reilly, don't miss See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you'll get great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, cleaning products, and more. Get up to $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate on select purchases, and their professional parts people will even install your wiper blades for free. That's free 99. Get ready for the weather ahead during See Better Drive. See Better Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by your local store or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Last week on our brand new show, Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, we started ESPN Phone Tag. Mike Greenberg was in. We allow big ESPN guests to pick the next guest. Greeny was in. His next guest he picked 
was Joe Buck, voice of Monday Night Football, along with Troy Aikman, ESPN Tonight, the Lions and the Raiders, and Michelle Smallman, a fellow St. Louis person like yourself. That's right. It's always a great day to talk to another St. Louisan, but this is a huge pillar of our community and Joe Buck. As Evan said, he's the voice of every big moment, including Monday Night Football. He's a finalist for the Ford C. Frick Award. And Joe, you're the first person tagged in our ESPN phone tag. So where does that rank on your very decorated (laughs) career resume? It's uh, it's very, very close to the top, uh, <laughs> just below everything else. Wow. wow. You know, Joe, I want a clarification on a famous story that's been out there. There's this story about you. It's not true. Yes, okay. I think it is. You, John Hamm, Paul Rudd, crashing bar mitzvahs. What's that story, please, Joe? Yeah, no, that is true. Um it's kind of a six degrees of Kevin Bacon for me. My best friend in high school, this is this is Michelle will be the only person that cares about any of this. Of course, I love uh, it. Because it's St. Louis and we care about where everybody went to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a country day, high school. He went to KU. His roommate at Kansas was Paul Rudd. And this same person, Preston, my friend from high school, his little sister dated John Hamm throughout high school um and then she later later dated paul rudd by the way but uh but we we were all friends when we were i was friends with ham and preston when i was 15 16 years old and then rudd joined the crew about 18 or 19 and then when they all went to la uh i would go out there for dodger games doing the cardinals and i would hang out with those guys and rudd was at that point in his life DJing bar mitzvahs. And so he used me, Ham, Preston, I think Adam Scott maybe also uh, as his quote unquote henchman, bringing him into said bar mitzvah and uh, hilarity and, and enjoyment was had by all. Okay, so Joe, that's quite the crew there. Paul Rudd, John Hamm, Adam Scott, you. Out of the four, who is the most disruptive at a party? If you're crashing parties, who's the one that's going to make the biggest statement? Uh, that's a good, I, I mean, it was Rudd, not just because he was working. It just, he was all over the place. He had this thing that he called the dork dance. He was known for it in LA circles. <laughs> Everybody was screaming for it. He's the guy that will go back in the day. I remember shopping with him around Christmas time in St. Louis at the Galleria where you've been, Michelle. Yeah. And, uh, and he had a bunch of packages in his arms. And he just tripped himself and fell and packages and things went everywhere and people were helped, but he did it intentionally. And he's the guy like I'm more in the corner. My friend Preston's more in the corner. John was kind of quiet at that time, but Rudd was the guy that, that if you wanted to kind of cause a scene, he was the guy to do it. Joe, I know you and Troy are on the call tonight for Lions and Raiders. We'll get to that. But I want to first ask you about last Monday's game with the 49ers being shocked by the Minnesota Vikings. Now, that would turn out to be uh, their second loss in the middle of a three-game losing streak um, at the hands of the Bengals last night. I'm just curious to know because people are trying to figure out whether it's time to panic or whether we should be patient with this 49ers team. Based on what you've seen from them last week and the season as a whole, is it more patience or panic with San Francisco? I'm patience. Uh, you know, I work with a guy who said if he ran a team, the first head coach he'd go get is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I, I think his offensive system's great. I, I think they've got the players. 
I think they, they desperately miss Debo. I think they obviously miss Trent Williams, who's a Hall of Fame left tackle. And it's making excuses to some degree, but, but they are huge pieces of the puzzle. And the minute you start going, well, is Purdy turning into a pumpkin here before our very eyes? Then he went down the field and threw across his body and made plays all over the place and got him into the end zone. It wasn't pretty, and it hasn't been a pretty three-game stretch for Brock, especially the last two. Uh, but I, I think there's still a very dangerous team in the NFC. I, I think it's been proven, though, Philly is the clear-cut number one. Dallas is back in the conversation, up in the top three. And, and I think San Francisco is the other team as they sit here right now, not having thought about it for one second before I came on here. <laughs> Talk with Bar Mitzvah Crasher and ESPN Monday Night Football broadcaster Joe Buck here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Let's talk about the game you have tonight, Detroit and the Raiders. Two biggest storylines in Vegas right now. Obviously, Ronnie, the limo driver's wedding, and who's at quarterback for the Raiders? Where are you with Jimmy G right now? Do you expect him to be fine tonight and play for the Raiders? Yeah, we talked to him uh, two days ago. He's fine. Uh, he, he, in very typical expatriate fashion, uh, both he and Josh refused to say exactly what the problem was with the back. But uh, other than making the joke that is is the injury behind him, yes, his back is behind him. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, this is not a lingering issue. So whatever it was, it's over, and he's one hundred percent ready to go. He, he actually said, and, and I, I, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's going to pan out, but Jimmy is really honest in these little production meetings we do. And, and while he was going along with the frustration that we brought up with, with this offense and with this team and a three and four start, he said, I just sensed something this week. I don't know if it's because we, we got our butts kicked in Chicago and everybody's just tired of it. But I, I really sensed an energy and a cohesion that we have not had at any point this year. And, and I don't know if that plays out tonight. Uh, I, I do know that he was telling the truth when he said that because it wasn't in the midst of you know, him just saying lie after lie and, and painting rainbow after rainbow. So we'll see. Um, but they have to get it going. It's, it's been pretty ugly for them under Josh. And uh, you know when you think about you think about Jimmy coming there and he's had the foot surgery and, and then he's had the concussion and now this back injury, it's kind of been in fits and starts and it's, it's time for this thing to click in. So if it doesn't click in tonight, and I know this crowd's going to be crazy for Monday night football, their first one since 2018. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think it will click in. So we'll see. Joe, we talked about your decorated career, but the Buck household is filled with talent. Your wife, Michelle, also one of our teammates here at ESPN. She's so talented as well. What's it like to have your wife not only be your teammate in life, but your teammate at work as well? It's been great. It was one of the reasons why I I really wanted to come to ESPN, um, just to kind of get us working on the same night. We've got five-year-old twin boys. Um, It kind of cleaned everything up. At home, uh, taking baseball out of my life was was a huge thing for me, for us, for all of us. Uh, and and I, I think I have a, a much greater understanding of what it's like for women in this business, and and how it isn't easy. And what my wife has, you know, she's a former cheerleader for the Broncos, and 
I, I think she fought against that for a long time and trying to say, I'm not just the ex cheerleader. I'm, I'm somebody that, that can put together a, a good sit down interview. Her interview tonight with Dan Campbell uh, is, is as good as I've seen in a long time. And it'll air, you know, about a half hour before the game. And uh, you get to see how genuine Dan Campbell is in this interview with a few tears. Uh, and and I'm, prou- I'm, just, I'm so proud of her. I'm more proud of what she does than anything I do. So it's, it's been fun. And, and I, I love every minute of that. Joe, yesterday we had Jets-Giants, a big game in the Tri-State, although I think we're all losers for watching that game. But yeah, the head, wow. But, but, the head, but the headline for that game was not Gang Green winning. It was what the quarterbacks were doing before the game, and primarily Aaron Rodgers throwing the football around a little bit in his uh, pregame routine. Jets still holding out hope uh, on the prospects of Rodgers returning at some point with uh, later on in the season if they stay competitive. Your thoughts on Rodgers being able to potentially come back from an Achilles injury this season? Well, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say he can't. I mean, I would be the last guy. He's not checking in with me with how he feels uh, daily. I think it's pretty remarkable that he's able to do what he's able to do. I know from watching some of his clips with McAfee that he believes in the power of positive thinking and intention and all that other stuff. But I I do think it's a long way, uh, you know, from throwing the ball around before the game and just being upright and having to unexpectedly push off that Achilles, go side to side, go forward get hit by a 300 pound man. I mean, you know, it's the, the stress that it puts on, on joints and ligaments. And in this case, an Achilles tendon, I, I, I just think that's, that's another, that that's another level. And, and, and that, that level is, is a long way away from just flicking the ball around in a pregame, but it, it gives people hope. I think it sends a good message to the jets, like, you know, gone but not forgotten, and he's there, and maybe, so keep playing. Uh, but, my gosh, if, if yesterday's any indication, uh, you know, we have them next week uh, at home against the Chargers, who all of a sudden look like world beaters. So uh, next week will be a pretty good barometer on that, too, with regard to how competitive they stay through the rest of the season. So we'll see, but... I mean, we were there that night that he went down, and you, you throw, you're getting ready for this huge party and, and this great game, and then like five seconds in, he's gone. So uh, I'd love to see him come back before the end of the year. It'd be great for the league, and it'd be great for his career. Joe Buck has Monday Night Football tonight, ABC and ESPN. Of course, the coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. Michelle Beisner-Buck has that sit-down with Dan Campbell, which we're very much looking forward to. Joe was the first pick for ESPN Phone Tag. Mike Greenberg joined us. He picked our next guest should be Joe Buck. Our producer, Nuno, has one week to get the person that Joe selects, or else he's in an ice bath for a week alongside the days (laughs) missed relative to guest booking. Joe, the floor is yours. Who do we need to book from ESPN next? I kind of feel like he needs an ice bath, so I was going to say Taylor Swift, uh, <laughs> but but I, I will just I'll, I'll take it easy on you because uh, because I know that he's just awesome unless he's playing golf. Uh, I, I will pick John Smoltz at the end of uh, John Smoltz at the end of the World Series. I think would be a good guest, a relevant guest, and in this case, uh, for you guys, uh, an easily gettable guest. 
Are we going to allow this? Is he an ESPN employee? We, are we going to make it even harder for Nuno to get a non-ESPN employee with Smoltz in there? I think a non. And, and you know, for years, I was, I was not at ESPN, and I would do interviews on ESPN, and then I would ask for an interview from an ESPN person like, oh, I'm sorry. ESPN <laughs> people can't do interviews on a non-ESPN platform. I'm like, will you shut up? Who cares about that? So, so uh, I, I say Smoltz, but if you don't want Smoltz, no, we that's do. fine. And Nuno, if you Nuno, if you need Smoltz, just just come to me. Oh, there it nice. is, John Joe Smoltz. Joe Buck says Smoltz. We can yeah, Smoltz. Yeah, that's, that's it. Joe uh-huh. says that's it. it. That's, that's what it. we do. That's what we're doing. Joe, amazing job I'll as always. Take, I'll yeah. do the ice bath. If you don't get Smoltz, I'll do the ice bath. Oh, <laughs> all right. All okay, right. we like it. We all like right. It. I don't know what I'm cheering for now. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thanks. Have fun tonight. Thanks, Joe. All right, Michelle. Michelle, you're missed in St. Louis. I'll just say that. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that so much. There he All is, right. Joe Buck, uh, Monday Night Football, of course. Tremendous job. John Smoltz, our next guest that Nuno has to book. We will dive into that coming up. But first, TC has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football on the call, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. 
someone's getting fired. Don't you think we're in fire season? We're in that time of the year where maybe we're getting to that place where they're going to start November, the last full month of the college football season for some of these teams that would be basically in that mix to fire a coach. I think we will have a Power 5 college football coach fired after Saturday. You're fired! It's amazing here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. I did have some takes on Friday that actually were correct. Which ones? Well, I said that the Jets-Giants would hit the under by at least five points. And you they did. Hit it you by, said a, by ten plus yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, they, they, there were more punts than points in the game. I didn't have – that would have been a great take. That's I came up wild. With that. You know what? Okay, can, can we do this – can we come up with the game this weekend? On Friday, we'll do this. Oh. Where we think has the best the best chance at more punts than points game. That we have to come up with another I game. Love to, I would love to do that, but I do want to say this. I yeah. got to give credit where credit is due. Our teammate, Bart Scott, who works on uh, ESPN uh, as an analyst for Get Up and First Take. He also does uh, a show with Alan Hahn on 98.7 FM in New York. He said that the MVP for the game on Sunday between Jets and Giants would be the punter, Thomas Morstead. He actually said that. Which is interesting because— He actually uh, said that. Think, think about that. On Friday. Yeah. He said that would be the MVP of the game. What's interesting in bringing that up at Chris Canty 99. He was absolutely right. At Chris Canty 99 on Twitter right. yesterday happened to tweet— can't wait to join at Bart Scott 57 and at Alan Hahn tomorrow at 2 p.m. at Barton Hahn, hashtag Giants. There was a minute left. This was after the Kayvon Thibodeau sack on the last Jets, well, the second to last Jets possession of the fourth quarter. I was like, fourth and ten, Zach Wilson didn't even throw the ball. He got sacked. You can't take a sack in that situation. There's no way the Giants are going to lose this game. We're going to run out the clock, and that's going to be it. Or if anything, we'll end up pooch putting it and making the Jets drive the length of the field to try to get in field goal range. Nobody, and I mean nobody had it on the bingo card that they were going to try a 35-year-old 35-yard field goal, and Graham Gano would miss the kick. Nobody thought that was possible. So less than a minute left, after Zach Wilson took the sack, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, cool, we can go ahead and send out this tweet. This is safe. This is not touching the money because the game is over. Mm. Well, it's interesting, CeCe, a former NFL player, former NFL player actually responded to your tweet. Um, Chris Canty, uh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have touched the money too soon. You responded to yourself because you jinxed your own team. Yeah. And this is not you. I've known you now for almost two months. You're not a, you're not a I'm going to count my money before it's in my wallet kind of guy. No, no, by no, no, any no. stretch of the imagination. No. And yet you, you did I thought the yesterday. game was over. I thought everybody thought the game was I thought the game was over. For as bad as both offenses were, I didn't think – that the Jets and Zach Wilson would be able to drive the ball, what was it, 30 yards to get in the field goal range, 30, 40 yards. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was wrong, and I want to apologize to Giants fans. Now, when we start talking about the blame game and why the Giants lost yesterday, I feel like at the at the at best I'm probably third on the list behind Graham Gano and Brian Dable. There's no way I could be behind. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. There's on that no one. way I could be in front of either no, one of those guys. Yeah, I think it's no safe shot. to say. Yeah, I think no it's safe shot. To say. Like, like first of all, Graham Gano. Not only did he miss the kick at the end of the fourth, but he missed the kick in the first half. That was gimme range, 46 yarder. He's got to find a way to make that. If he's healthy enough to play, then he's got to be able to do his damn job. Apparently, that knee injury, not so much. And then, of course, Brian Dable on that last possession the Giants had in the fourth quarter, fourth and one. You decide you're not going to go for it. You're not going to give it to Saquon, who had a two-yard run to, to play before that. You're going to kick the field goal. 
That's on you, coach. That's you know what else is on Brian Dabo? Tommy DeVito mm. not getting any snaps with the first team offense during practice. You you got a guy in there, the backup quarterback on game day. You got him in there, and he doesn't take a rep in practice with the first team, and you don't feel comfortable enough for him to throw the ball any. I mean, you had what one pass attempt in the second half, one smalls, Bad. one incompletion, one pass attempt in the second half. That's all he had. The Giants almost won a game without having a completion in one half of football. You you know how hard that is to do. Like, if you're a guy on the defensive side of the ball for the New York Giants, how hot are you today? If you're Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy that had three sacks and nine tackles in yesterday's game, how mad are you that you lost that game? The Giants actually went out there and outplayed the Jets' defense. Bobby Okereke, Bobby Okereke, the linebacker from the Giants, I talked to him on Monday Last Monday, he actually said, we're going to outplay the Jets linebackers. And they did it. Wow. They actually did it. And, and, if, and if you're on that side of the ball, how mad are you that your offense couldn't even throw the ball? Your offense could not throw the ball, and you still had a chance to win, and you lost it because your kicker missed the damn kick. Well, that's how riled up a former Giant gets based on the performance yesterday. I'm forgetting guys' last names. No, 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 just, no I don't oh, mean like that. I'm, no, saying, I'm, just, I'm upset. I'm, I'm flustered the, right now. The clip I'm upset because I watched that game. Well, <laughs> exactly. And I don't know why I did that to myself. Well, you're, it was punishment. You're a New Yorker now, Smalls. Well, I guess. Yeah, well, we can talk about something with Eat a bacon, egg, and cheese like. and suffer through Jets Giants. I guess I am a New Yorker <laughs> There is an interesting story developing in the Midwest around Jim Harbaugh. Now, they didn't play this weekend. Did not play. Yet, I would say that maybe the biggest story around college football is Harbaugh. There's two things now. Wall Street Journal originally reported that the Michigan Wolverines and the brass there, the athletic department and president, et cetera, board, not necessarily signing off on his contract extension now moving forward. They're waiting for this investigation. An NFL Network reported over the weekend that remember years ago when Jim Trestle left Ohio State with Terrell Pryor to go to the NFL and that the NFL actually used the, the college suspension in the NFL, that if Jim Harbaugh gets suspended again for next year, that there is a chance possibly, hypothetically, that the NFL would look into that and maybe utilize the suspension for college in the pros. This sounds so ridiculous. I know there's precedent for this, but like, what? What are we doing here? It's crazy. People don't like Jim Harbaugh. That's the only explanation. He's a strange guy. Like, listen. But they like winning. Nobody, nobody can, nobody can say that he's not a good football coach. Right. But just the way that he goes about it, and you know, the personality, it's going to rub folks the wrong way. He is who he is unapologetically, and he believes in what he believes in. He has his convictions, and he doesn't compromise on them. And I would say that the way that he left the San Francisco 49ers, it wasn't on great terms. Um, you know, it just it, it doesn't feel like um, the Michigan football team in terms of the Big Ten and the NCAA aren't on good terms with those organizations. So it's just a weird spot to be in um, if you're Jim Harbaugh. But nobody can take away his ability to be able to coach football teams. And because of that, organizations, football programs are going to line up to throw money at him. Yeah, and maybe I'm really jaded when it comes to stuff like this, but when I read reports about that, I'm like, is Michigan really out on him and, and they're 
quote-unquote rescinding offers or are they just waiting for things to cool down before they extend him? Because he's obviously built up the program, brought it back to national prominence. They're they're really good this year. Are they really out on him because of the sign-stealing stuff or do they just want to present to the to the NCAA and to football in general like they're not backing him up in the midst of all of this? Because I can't imagine behind the scenes that they're really that upset. Well, well, Smalls, I mean, they want to win. Smalls, a couple of weeks ago they were talking about giving him a contract extension, making him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. I don't think they've pivoted up from that just because of this report. Right. But think about the smoke that Michigan would catch if they did that for Harbs in the middle of what's going on right That's now with this I'm event. Saying. It's kind of like the Deshaun – well, no, I don't want to say it's apple to apples – but the Deshaun Watson situation was so bad for Cleveland, in part because it was the largest guarantee in NFL history. Not only did you trade for this guy that has all of his baggage and did these deplorable things to women, but you gave him the largest guarantee in all of football, in the history of the game. If you're Michigan, you can't do that with the NCAA investigating Jim Harbaugh for gaining an unfair competitive advantage with the sign-stealing scandal. It, it is a fair comp with Watson, not the what, because nobody, including CeCe, obviously, none of us are comparing yeah. what each of them did, right? We're not saying that. The comp is, will the employer reward the employee while the governing body is penalizing said employee? Correct. That is a weird place to be in, but all of that said, if Jim Harbaugh is suspended for all year next year and they're banned from postseason play, he's still the best candidate by a mile for Michigan. There's yeah. not there's not anyone close. Coming up, we will have the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day, plus our Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Next, it's Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Mike Greenberg joined us. He picked our next guest should be Joe Buck. Joe, the floor is yours. Who do we need to book next? I kind of feel like he needs an ice bath, so I was going to say Taylor Swift. (laughs) Uh, But... I'll take it easy on you, unless he's playing golf. Uh, I, I will pick John Smoltz at the end of the World Series, I think would be a good guest, a relevant guest. If you need Smoltz, just come to me. The voice of Joe Buck. 
picked our next guest, CSPN Phone Tag, which we're going to get to in a second. This Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive. Dot com. Well, our Monday Night Football preview now is just watching Joe Buck and how great yeah. Joe Buck is. No doubt. Raiders and the Lions. Well, and and Michelle Beisner Buck's pregame interview pre-game. with Dan Campbell. He Excellent. says that he's vulnerable, shows his emotions. Can't wait to see that. So I got to be honest. I thought when Joe Buck joined us for ESPN Phone Tag, I thought he would go one of two places. Either his wife, Michelle Beisner Buck, who's phenomenal, as Smalls just mentioned, or his tag team partner, Troy Aikman. Yeah. Me too. He went with his old tag team partner on Fox in John Smoltz. Yeah. So that is a relevant, good guest. No Great. doubt. But now Nuno, our producer, has one week from this moment to get John Smoltz. But I actually think it needs to be in the next few days because we are in the middle of the World Series. Here kind of you busy. go wanting to create rules on the fly, man. We have a set of rules when it comes to ESPN phone tag. As long as it's within the next week, we're good. So now what happens, CeCe? Let's just play out that the World Series ends Friday night. Sure. You want John Smoltz on next Monday? Yeah, we'll have John Smoltz on. I'd I want John Smoltz on anytime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, have I John Smoltz on. Listen, if we, it was me, I would have already called guy, him. The guy loves sports, so it doesn't have to just be confined to the realm of baseball. Like John, uh, exactly. And there's a, a lot of stuff guy. in the offseason. We can talk about Dusty uh, Baker. What do the Yankees do? What do the Mets do? You know how many, do you know how many John Smoltz pitches we get for, like, hey, he's playing in this golf tournament? So, like, John is... is Locked in on everything else, so that's right. Exactly. So we'll take are you John spinning it? Are you spinning it as if he's an easy book? Because if so, no, no, I think no, he's saying that he's I always my, relevant. Yes. Yeah, he's always, I, John Smoltz is always. Yeah, relevant. and I look at the schedule. Right, they're in Arizona. It's two hours behind. It's two. You know, they're mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So there's travel days involved. So it's that. It's the convenience of our for our hosts, not for me. By the way, I never agree to an ice bath. Like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Oh yes, you did. Yes, you did. Here yes, you did. You, we went, you went along oh. with it. You did. Hey, you might not have said yes, but you didn't say no. Yes. So says you were involved. Guy, well, says the guy who fought us on the fact that we'd find you for missing segments. I paid the damn fine. What do us. you want from you me? You fought us okay. for that. I okay. fought and I paid it. I paid it begrudgingly. It's not like I'm saying I'm not going to do it, which is what you're intimating. Like, dog, no, you are locked in if you don't get... John Smoltz on in the next week. If we're sitting here at 9.50 next Monday and we hadn't talked to John Smoltz, your ass is getting in an ice tub. Now, now don't, make me, don't make me go all Prince of Mukamara and have you duct tape and throw you into the ice tub because I'll do it. Now, Joe Buck also said that he would do the ice bath, too, if Nuno couldn't book yeah. John Smoltz. So I don't know what we're cheering for, for them to book John Smoltz so that phone tag continues mm. or that we have – Two people doing it. I, I don't. I don't want to hold Joe Buck's feet to the fire on that one because I would like him to come back on our show. Yes, I'm, me too. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that if we we forced him to get into a cold tub, he's never coming back on us. All I can think about now is yeah. two cold tubs next to each other with Joe Buck and Nuno, <laughs> like in the couple's cold tub with Joe Buck and, and, and Nuno. We, hey, I think we get a <laughs> bump. I think we get a bump in ratings. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Man. Oh, speaking of bumps. Hey, guys, undefeated weekend with our picks. Really? Undefeated weekend. Here we go. Undefeated Don't weekend. Don't look now. 2 zero and one Hello. We picked the Cowboys. They won. We picked the Jaguars. They won. And we picked the Seahawks. Seahawks. And they and won. And it was four. No, they didn't win. They tied. 
It was Seahawks laying the four. Oh, they won oh, by oh. four. I was like, what did I so miss? So unde- undefeated weekend. Undefeated weekend. We didn't, we didn't have a loss, which is good. All right, we'll take it. Undefeated we'll take weekend. It. There we go. All right, let's get some nominees for unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Let's start with this. This is our funniest, weirdest, most random moment of the day. A Bucks and Hawks last night. That was a game that the Hawks won 127-110. I know everybody out there was watching that uh, you know, from start to finish. Absolutely. But um, how about the national anthem sung by Flavor Flav? Let's take a listen. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes <laughs> and bright stars <laughs> through okay, I think the Big fan of Taylor Swift. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He loves Taylor Swift. So I feel like he was putting some Taylor Swift emotion into that rendition of the National Anthem. I'm not going to disrespect Taylor Swift like that. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Uh, I got to own something. I I said emotion, not I I sent that in for the unsportsmanlike moment of the day. And then I felt guilty because Flavor Flav actually tweeted, the anthem was a longtime bucket list item. That was fun. I can't live my life worried about what people might say about me. I won't let that stop me from trying new things and doing things I want to do. Some people might not, might not like that, but failure, it, sure, but it's a sure failure if you stop trying. And I'm like, oh, boy. I really love that mentality. That. I know, but he got really serious, and all I wanted to do was laugh about Flavor Flav singing the national anthem. He went a for Bucks it. Game. He went for it. Shot a shot. Can I? Did you guys think that was bad? Yeah, that I was didn't awful. Think, I didn't think what? that was as bad as I anticipated. That was, that was awful. That was awful. Can I have a nomination for of unsportsmanlike course. moment oh, of the weekend? Of and this is from one of our fans, Oscar Guiton, G U I T O N, and he nominated, or he said we should nominate Colorado State Air Force game. Okay, Colorado State getting an unsportsmanlike conduct because their fans. We're throwing snowballs at Air Force. Where that, was that a, game in Philly? You know, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pat Costello, your people in Colorado, your people in Colorado watching that, that matchup. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I, to get an unsportsmanlike penalty for throwing snowballs, like I'm just sitting there thinking about it. If I'm Worth on it. Colorado State, I'm looking at my fans like we want a home field environment. But dog, you just cost me 15 yards in the first down. Yeah, but you, you, just, Come on. you just kept me on the field longer than I had to be. As a defensive player, that would piss me off. I'm just saying. You can tweet in, by the way, at Unsports ESPN as part of Unsportsmanlike Nation and the Dr. Pepper inbox there. It's not college football season with snowballs without the delicious taste <laughs> of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. All right, we got Monday Night Football tonight. we got Lions and the Raiders. We have the World Series game number three tonight between Arizona and Texas. Plus, we get ready for the trade deadline tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern in the NFL. The Athletic is reporting just moments ago that the Cardinals, as of now, are not shopping Kyler Murray. Interesting. Not shopping Kyler Murray. They don't have to shop him to trade him, though. Yeah, Lions lay the points tonight. Lions lay the points. Greeny coming up next. We are on to Tuesday. It's unsportsmanlike. 
Presented by Progressive Insurance right here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.